I'm gonna start the audacity. You gotta right start now. everything. It's nine o'clock. No, it's eight. It's eight fifty-nine according to my computer. Yep. Nine o'clock. Uh, Fuck you. Start it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, sitting to my left, my left, left, James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Guys, we are not going to be joined by uh, Dr. T. Neal or uh, Bobbert Collins, (laughs) (laughs) Boba Fett. Uh, I don't know why that was the first name that came to mind to me. But guys, uh, if you could do us a favor, head on over to our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics, on Facebook, and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram, like those pages. Uh, Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter, and subscribe to that channel on YouTube and SoundCloud. You're checking this out somewhere while here, why not like Comment and share. Sharing is the way to get us out in front of people. Sharing is the way to help us make this thing grow. We need money and we need exposure. And of course, all of our personal social media is down in the description below. Uh, except for those of you who are watching on Facebook Live right now, because that is what we do now. If you're catching this in the podcast form later on uh, and you want to see it a little sooner, you want to get involved in the conversation, check us out on the Subject to Change Entertainment page on every other Saturday. First of all, I finally saw Ready Player One. There's been a little saga going on with you, us. Uh, you weren't as disappointed as you thought you were going to be, were you? Uh, no, I was actually exactly as disappointed as I thought it was going to be. Um, and I hate to be that guy who's like, the book was better, but fuck, the book is so much better. And it's, it's a pacing thing, it's a character uh, development thing, uh, where you can tell that this movie was made by Steven Spielberg. At the same time, it feels way too fast for him. It, it seemed... The pace was out of hand. That was one of the the most jarring things. It seems like they could have made an entire movie out of each challenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and well, and I had an idea. I, I thought it would have made a much better like Netflix series. A, you you create a three season structure. Each season is the various challenges and gates, uh, the keys and gates. But the movie doesn't even have the gates. It just has the keys, which is ridiculous because. In the book, there are these various intricate challenges that they have to do. Like, the fir- uh, not much of a spoiler because it happens pretty early in the book. But uh, for the first copper key, he has to decipher this Dungeons and Dragons uh, lair and avoid all these traps and monsters. Because he's a low-level guy and can't really take them on until he gets to the end where he has to play a video game against the Demolich or uh, something like that. <laughs> and so they took that and in the movie instead it's just a race where he had to figure out to go backwards and that's disappointing and the, the whole movie's like that when when you have these character development moments and um relationship building moments from the book it's all encapsulated in action mm-hmm. yeah it's it's just I can see where people think it's a good movie, and it is. Like, it's a fun, adventure-filled movie with a lot of cool references and stuff. And uh, instead of sticking strictly to '80s, they slip some '90s and early 2000s stuff in there as well, and I appreciate that. But really, it's just apples to oranges. You know, I'd rather keep the doctor away. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my hot take on it. Uh, I also saw Super Troopers 2. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. I really want to. It was it was not as good as you would think. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was all right. It was okay, but it uh, ultimately just uh, I feel like they pandered to their crowdsourcing audience too much. Mm, yeah. Well, uh, the thing is, and okay, you watched Firefly, right? Yeah, of course. The reason. W- and this comes from Whedon's mouth. The reason that season two will never happen is because it'll never be as good as the fans want it to be. It'll never live up to the hype that the fans have built that next season up, like the well, pedestal they put it on. And I feel like this kind of goes in that same manner. And that, that's a fair assessment. Like, based on like the first installment. But this has uh, a, a basic premise... To build off of, that is good enough uh, to put these characters in. Because basically, uh, the idea is that Vermont is taking over a small town over the Canadian border due to some sort of, like, tax thing. I'm sure it's all nonsense, but just just for the sake of the story, (laughs) uh, that's what they're doing in this movie. And uh, more or less, it's them feuding with the Canadian Mounties, and then it turns out that there's this whole deeper plot that's kind of fucked up and so you you take that but then you you sprinkle on like 20 different jokes from the other movie and you get distracted uh, yeah it was all right i'm glad i paid five dollars for it <laughs> to go watch it <laughs> i only paid five bucks to go watch it and uh that that is the suggested way to see that one <laughs> another thing uh we all saw infinity war the review is up now check out smp number 41 on soundcloud and youtube it's right up there right now me and dr tino went and saw that one reviewed it right after but what we haven't talked about is the box office which it was one of the the highest uh growing box offices opening weekend it, it Blue right like, up the that opening list. weekend was insane. Well, where it's sitting right now, we're eight days out from its release date uh, when we're recording this, and it is sitting at $974.5 million, just mm. under a billion, which it probably crossed while I'm saying this. It'll definitely have crossed by the time this episode goes oh, up absolutely. on our various channels. And uh, yeah. That's insane in just over a week. A day over a week. And Avengers is already almost a billion dollars. Like, just mm-hmm. just under the line. It's insane. Well, I, I saw I saw something earlier where it's, uh, it's one week mark was almost triple. Or, no, not triple. It was, uh, like, almost double that of the Justice League one <laughs> month mark. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, I, I mean, okay, I, I'm I'm not surprised to beat Justice League in a lot of different areas, and and don't get me wrong, I thought Justice League was fun, but still, yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is different. This is the culmination of ten years of movies. Right now, if Justice League had been the culmination of ten years of you know decent DC movies, <laughs> right? They could have been there, but they wanted. Yeah, they're trying to jump the gun. No. Uh, so what have you been up to? What have you been doing this week? Honestly, I've been playing a lot of God of War. A lot of God of Yes, the, the new one that's out right yeah, now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that, because I haven't okay. got to play it yet. Obviously, Kratos has a kid. Yeah. Uh, yep. it, it borrows its story from another game I can't remember the name of, 
but your your goal is to take the ashes of your dead wife to the highest mountain and release them. So you you and your son are setting out to do this. Obviously, there's difficulties along the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right off the bat, you're you encounter a stranger who I'm not gonna say a whole lot to give too much of the game away. He can't feel pain. He hmm. is a bitch to fight. Like it's your, <laughs> one of your first fights of the game. Like it's a very intense fight. It's a very start of the game, and you go through. It's very open world. Uh, there's a lot of side quests. You can explore different areas. Okay. Uh, and now this is away from the the Greek mythology. This is bringing in uh, Norse mythology. Yeah, I heard so, that because he killed all the other gods in yeah, the games, right? Yeah. So Which, screw spoilers on that one because they've been out that's, a while. Yeah. yeah. So you know, obviously he's the ghost of Sparta. He's the god of war. Yeah. You know. He has a son. There, there's so many memes out right now, <laughs> and because I haven't seen any any memes. Really. There, when you forget your kid's name, boy, boy, <laughs> like that is all he calls him, unless it's like a cutscene or something. But even still, I think Kratos has only said his name once or twice, and I'm pretty far through the game. I haven't beat it yet. It steers away a lot from the the other God of War games. I was going to say, um, I've heard that it, it's got a very different tone, a very yeah. different uh, feel to it. Uh, mm. Especially when it comes to things like sex minigames. <laughs> like yeah, the there's, other no, games. there's none yeah. of those that I've encountered <laughs> so far. Yep, I might borrow that from you, and uh, you'll get it back sometime three years from now. <laughs> That's when I finish it. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on from our moment of banter to some trailers. Uh, we actually oh. had quite a few different ones come out. Uh, first one I want to talk about, Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe had a trailer come out. Uh, if you guys don't know what that is, it is a show... Uh, what is coming out on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, coming out on YouTube from the Bat in the Sun channel. They're the guys who make all the superpower beatdown videos you may have seen. Now, didn't they just do the Bloodshot stuff with JDF? Or has that not been released yet? No, that's part of this. Is it part of this? Yeah, okay. he's he's Bloodshot in this film. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the synopsis of this, or really these characters at all, uh, I got the synopsis right here. Colin King is Ninjak, MI6's deadliest intelligence operative and weapons ex- expert. Uh, when the ruthless... Ruth, uh, God, I'm doing so great. When the ruthless <laughs> assassin Roku exploits his greatest weakness, Ninjak will be forced to betray his closest allies. Now, on the run, he must face off against the most powerful heroes known to man for an high-octane, take-no-prisoners trial by fire, more perilous and more unpredictable than any he's faced before. In 2017, the world's most dangerous super spy goes to war with the Valiant Universe. And uh, I want to point out that 2017, I thought about changing it, but that is lifted right from their IMDb page. (laughs) (laughs) So they obviously haven't been keeping up with that. Oh, no. uh, Yeah, I I put the note on here right now. That is available on comicbook.com right now. Mm. 
Uh, now, from the trailer, you can't really get any of this story, so that's why I decided to include the synopsis. But uh, really, the trailer is mostly just uh, high action, a uh, lot of cool shots here, cool shots there. You get to see the Green Rangers dead shots, uh, which looks all right. Bloodshot. Bloodshot, that's right, yeah, yeah. I'm not a valiant guy. I'm sorry. You know, I don't read mainstream stuff. I don't know how I would feel about JDF playing someone like Deadshot. It could work. Maybe. I, I could. I could Maybe. see it being less Will Smithy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I can. I think we can all agree that uh, Jason David Frank playing Deadshot would be much different than Will Smith. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm I'm resisting so many comments because I know I'm gonna go. That's racist. <laughs> uh, anyway, best to avoid that. Then yeah, uh, Ninjak looks cool. They got the hair. I, I've seen Ninjak before. I've actually read a couple of his books. Uh, so just random shit from the '90s. Uh, the hair. He's got that whole swooping spike thing, which really really cool touch. Uh, why couldn't they put JDF in body paint? They just gray washed him. That's what it looks like, anyways. It looks like it's just a, a special effect in Adobe After After Effects. I know because there were a lot of pictures of him getting the gray wash makeup. Really? Yeah. Huh. I it, well, then maybe that's a testament to the effects in this because it looked it looked they cleaned it up so good it looked fake. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, that, that's what we're dealing with in that. Um, uh, check out that trailer. It's on YouTube right now. Again, you can watch that on comicbook.com. But uh, moving on to something a little bit more exciting. You get a little more story from the new Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer came out. And uh, I got a couple notes about this because, one, I noticed they, they talk about Quantum Realm instead of the Microverse. Mm-hmm. What is that all about? Why are they doing that? My guess is they have figured out that it's not so much like them shrinking to the point of just being anti or like not anti, but like beyond microscopic or whatever, but they have entered a completely different like state of being or something. Well, and there is that one shot from the trailer where it like uh, it, it looks like you're seeing it through a filter but and you're seeing someone walk down there but it mm. looks like a fully fleshed out like garden or something yeah yeah so may, maybe that's why but still i why not just call it the microverse because <laughs> it's already an established thing you know maybe for for them it's like in the microverse, it's not micro; it's normal. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe they don't have microwaves, Vinny. Maybe I want they don't. These, have, I want them from you. I want them now. I know you know them. They got damn. They it. don't have microwaves. That's why you can't have a microverse without microwaves. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, we also get to see more of Ghost's powers in this, which was really cool. Seeing her fly through that van. Mm. And it, uh, what did she do? She kicked that one dude in the face and then went intangible again and floated out the other side or something. It was nuts. It was real fast. Yeah. Yeah. It was real fast the way she did it. But yeah, we got to see more ghost powers. It looked really cool. I'm excited about her. And uh, maybe, but maybe we are starting to see too much of the, the tag team stuff that 
that they're going to have in the movie because there was a lot in the first trailer. There seems to be even more in this trailer. And I, I know Marvel is good for this. Like, because everyone was worried about Infinity War and the stuff you see in Infinity War trailer is like maybe from most of the first movie and a third of that is like maybe from the end of the movie. I was going to say, I mean, that's one thing that we have to keep in mind about Marvel is the fact that regardless of what they show us in the trailers... It's not that revealing when it comes to the overall yeah, like I mean, spectrum there, of the movie. There have been times, but uh, yeah, and I but feel like maybe this is far between. But yeah, I, but that also begs the question: uh, if this isn't them showing too much, and there's more in store, is that too much for the movie? I don't think it would be hmm. because, like, if they're showing this much now, remember. There are things that they, they put in their trailers that just don't even go into the movie. Yeah, they've become lying bastards lately. <laughs> I mean... Which I, I'm kind of loving it, and at the con- at the same time, I'm like, well, where the fuck was that scene? I was waiting on that one. Well, it's like, part of me goes back to some of the things that we saw for Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Was, like, them running through what appeared to be a Wakandan jungle. You got Hulk running over here. Like, you have Iron Patriot, all this yeah. stuff. And... It turns out just that to be a scene, field. That yeah. scene, well, that actual scene never happened. This is true, yeah. So a lot of things... Holy shit, no, you're right, because, yeah, Hulk was, like, right there with them. But now yeah. just don't... No, we we can't go deep into that. Again, our review is already up, so uh, no Avengers Infinity War spoiler <laughs> story about here. But, yeah, no, that was, that was cool. But the coolest thing about this trailer... Uh, we got Goliath by name. Lawrence Fishburne is like Goliath, and um, he's having that back and forth. You didn't see that at the end of the trailer? I don't remember that. You don't remember that at the end of this trailer? No. Holy shit. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne is sitting down with Paul Rudd, and they're talking uh, and having a little back and forth. He's talking about how he was Goliath back in the day. So maybe we're going to get to see a flashback uh, for that. And they they do this great bit where Scott Lang's like, how big did you get? And he was like, 21 feet. He's like, how big could you get? And uh, Scott Lang fires back with 65 feet. (laughs) <laughs> and then, then you have uh, you have uh, what? It, it's Janet. Janet is the original Wasp, right? Yeah. Who, who is the uh, the new one? Pamela Van Dyne, maybe. I think. I don't, the new Wasp is like, are you boys done comparing sizes? <laughs> it's real funny part. Even more than that being a humorous part, I'm just excited to hear Goliath. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm, it's I'm more anticipating. Than nods. Yes, and, and, well, I, and I feel like it's going to be more than just a nod because in the first movie we got to see uh, Hank Pym and and Janet Van Dyne in the Ant Man and Wasp costumes yeah. and stuff. So I feel like we're going to get another flashback here, a little bit of Goliath action in this film, and that that can only be good. Yeah. I'd love to see that. It's they're gonna have Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, and they're gonna have to young up his face. They're, <laughs> oh gonna, my God. they're gonna Marvel movie magic that shit. Well, are they gonna make him slimmer? <laughs> get him because, to. Oh my god! But that's gonna offend so many people. We live in that culture now that, like, if you make Lawrence Fishburne slimmer, even if it's like twenty years before the events of this movie, uh, it's gonna piss off some. Oh, why are you body shaming? You know what? No. All they'd have to do is be like, okay, well, how did he look in the Matrix? <laughs> yeah. And just just take that. We just took him back to Matrix levels, guy. Nah, it's still going to piss people off. They're going to take this beautiful, awesome thing from the Marvel Universe and they're going to destroy it. 
Yeah. But luckily, none of that's going to ruin shit for me because I live outside of the hype. I don't pay attention to Twitter. Um, look at me, guys. I'm better than other people. Look, it feels like that's what I was saying just look now. At, look at Vinny. He's he's better than you. He just said he's better than you. I'm better we than just people who pay attention to Twitter. <laughs> we just lost all of our followers. No, I just can't figure Twitter out. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. I can't keep up with Twitter is my problem. Uh, I've tried explaining it. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, we got another trailer to talk about, though. The Venom trailer. Uh, yep, the big boy of okay. these past two weeks. Just right, right off the bat, everyone has been waiting for the trailer. Yeah. Now, leading up to this, we ha- we've had our yeah. teasers. Yeah, we had the teaser, and we were, uh, on the episode where we covered that, we were praising how withdrawn it was with information like it didn't show us the yeah, venom so because we praising it was that. a teaser yeah a and legit teaser yeah so in this one like we get a couple of scenes from the teaser yeah but there's more to the scenes like a lot of right. people said like in the teasers they were like you did you see the black crawling up his neck when he was in like the MRI machine yeah yeah, well, yeah. in the actual trailer you do see that Oh, you said well. No, it like was it actually in, it was in the teaser. It's just a little tiny bit. That it, like, and I, I trust me because I have to watch these things like sixty times for each episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a little bit crawling up his neck. But in but this, this one, one it, it's yeah. like coming up. Like, yeah, it gets up coming to his, to his face, face. And, and that was really cool. Um, but this trailer is getting a lot of hate People because of the pronunciation. Well, that's it's not like, just that, but I did want to bring that, that up. Heard. Symbiote? Symbiote. Are we saying it wrong? Have we been saying it wrong this whole time? Because that's what I'm wondering. Like, See? they got to have fact checkers on this Well, and, and that's the thing is symbi- symbiote, symbiote, like, yeah. however you want to say it. Uh, I don't know if that is a legitimate, recognized, like, Webster Dictionary word. Right. Uh, I'm pretty oh. sure that it is a a word that has been developed for this kind of... No, like no, 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 sy- no. There's symbiosis, symbiosis... Symbiotic. Those, yeah. those are established terms, so why wouldn't symbiote be? Because I don't think that there's an actual organism that is just strictly, like, a symbiote. If there are any biologists, if the two viewers we have right now, go ahead and comment down below. Let us know. <laughs> if, if, if you know right. the actual... Facts I think this. I think symbiote has been an established term, for a, while, a legitimate term, like a Webster's dictionary. I thing, just but. I wonder if it's interchangeable. Maybe I mean, there maybe it's so one of those where you can, yeah pronunciations out there yeah. that are that are interchangeable. Yeah, I mean shit. We have a phrase: tomato, tomato. Hmm. This is true. Yeah, there are there could be multiple ways to say it. And, so uh, you know who who's to say that she's not British? Or because well, she's definitely <laughs> not British, as evidence of the trailer. Okay, well, did you watch the yes, trailer? Or yes, you're just I've making things up no, and getting I've watched really it several lucky. Times. I've watched it several times. I think you're she making shit up and getting really lucky. She does have a type lucky. of an accent, though. <laughs> she is well, not, like, full-blown. Okay. She's been born and raised in America. She, and she speaks well, American. I can't, I can't remember the name, <laughs> name of this accent. 
Uh, or <laughs> you can't, you can't remember the name of this uh, actress, but I have seen her in other things. I've seen her in a variety of comedy shows, uh, most notably probably Parks and Recreation. Uh, but Who is she in Parks and Recreation. She uh, she plays oh, fuck. Um, his name's not Ralph Macchio, which we'll be talking <laughs> about later. Uh, no, it's um, oh, shit. He's the guy who's like, uh, technically, I'm homeless. Uh, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking. Oh, this is gonna kill us. This is gonna kill us. Uh, if you guys know, if you, yeah, if you guys know. know, drop it down in the comments below. Uh, <laughs> it's um. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> it's Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Anyways, it's his, you know, uh, Aziz Ansari's best friend. You know yeah. who he is. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. And it's his sister who ends up working for, uh, working for and dating Aziz Ansari at his, at his clothing store that he runs. There's actually two comments, and for some reason I'm not seeing them <laughs> on uh. my screen. So, there are three comments. People are going nuts. Holy shit. All we had to do was forget one fucking actor's name. Gene Ralphio. John Ralphio. It's John Ralphio. Yeah. Oh, well, apparently all I had to do was Why are you the way them. you are? Because I'm on pills, baby. Because I'm on pills, baby. Uh, yeah, no, I love that guy. Uh, even though I can't remember his name. But yeah, no. That. Uh, anyways. Thanks, John. Yes, thank you very much, sir. Anyways, back to our initial point. <laughs> her voice is no different than it is in that show. So I think that's just her natural So then she's just been told to say it like this. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just... Or maybe that's just how she read it. And maybe her character from Works of Recreation is how she actually is. And they corrected her and she's like, Oh, okay, I'm going to be in the parking lot setting your life on fire. <laughs> Something like that. So, um, so, who knows? Could be one or the other. But yeah. I, I want to hear someone else in the trailer. Like, I want to hear someone else in the movie Right, because she's the only one who says it. She says it twice. Yeah. Very distinctly. Yes. Uh, but I think the other reason that this trailer is getting a lot of hate is because of also the effect of Venom and I kind of touched on this in our Avengers Infinity review uh, when we talked about the effects in the movie so some people might have already heard this but uh, the illustrious 10 may have already heard this (laughs) but people need to get the fuck over special effects like it is one I don't think it's ever going going to get to a seamless place and what we're looking at is not going to happen in real life. Like, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah, yeah. see that okay. happen. Yeah, and that, like, that was going to be my second point. My first <laughs> point is, uh, and again, I don't know the actual science behind this. I'm not an eyeologist. <laughs> I'm not an eyeologist. I'm not an eyeologist here. But uh, I can say that I, I have read a few different things where they say that we can, uh, our eye can discern between reality and the uncanny valley, as it's known, and we're always going to be able to tell when it's CG, more or less. Yeah. Now, there, there are some blendings where mm-hmm. people use, um, especially in the Star Wars films, where people have used practical effects and CG like washing yeah. on them uh, in the in the Force Awakens when um, when the character from the from the Jakku junkyard yeah. uh, the one played by Simon Pegg mm-hmm. most people think that that's a full on CG character no that's a dude in a suit 
and they just CG'd the face a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's it. So it's it's this weird line that we're always going to point out the CG over top of reality. And so you're never going to get a legit-looking Venom. You will never get it. I'm saying that right fucking now. I'm saying that for 30 years in the future, I'm making the call now. You heard it here first. Never. Well, (laughs) like I was saying, like... That's it's not real. Like you're not gonna like go anywhere and see that in real life. That's not a costume. Yeah, and that's you're the not, second point. Yeah. yeah, you're you're not gonna go and see like okay, some of the some, sorry, a guy burp on live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, you'll see that all. The yeah, time that's here. gonna happen a lot. Uh, uh, you you'll never see okay in Guardians of the Galaxy like some of the like some of the effects used there. Yeah. You're never going to see some of those creatures in real life. Right. On the flip side of that, in addition to that point, uh, what do you, like? What do you think a symbiote from another planet that just forms based on its understanding of life on the planet that it's on to look like? What, what do you What do you think that looks like? Because I don't know. I've never seen one. What a, you know? So who are we to judge? And, and there again, like we know what the Venom symbiote is supposed to be based on. Yeah, it's supposed to be kind of a rip of the Black Spider-Man costume, right? Right, and everything else. But I don't think that's going to be but the case I, in this. Well, I feel yeah. like you know, without knowledge of everything Venom, mm-hmm. I feel like the the teeth and all of that come from the psyche of. Eddie Brock. Well, I think it's uh, maybe it's a mixture between that. Obviously, we get an idea from this trailer that the symbiote is not all good because of that argument he has yeah. with him in the alley. But uh, what I think it is is I think that it's the symbiote's uh, understanding of what the human form looks like, but because it wants to be intimidating, because it wants to be frightening, it. Takes that up a notch. It, it kicks and, up to elong- monster level. Elongates the teeth, elongates the tongue, makes the eyes crazy looking and stuff. And so maybe that's its reasoning for taking on that shape. But ultimately, this looks good. I yeah. like how Venom looks in this. I do too. I liked how Venom looked in Spider-Man Three. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. It wasn't awful. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it was really good. And I mean, and especially for the time frame that it was released in. Right. Like, look at movies in that time frame. You know, compared to now, yeah, yeah. we've anything, come a long way. In comparison, New Goblin, uh, which is what he was called in that movie, New Goblin looked like shit comparatively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Sandman and Venom, they look great in that film. But now, have you noticed in this Venom trailer that? There are multiple symbiotes. Yes, 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 and uh, I think that's uh, we we got an idea here how they're going to come into play because of uh, apparently this. What what is the Life Foundation? I yeah. think it's the Life Up Foundation who is experimenting with symbiotes and human biology. And so I think that's where we're going to get our other things. Maybe, and I'm going to call this right now. This is my little mid-credit scene or ending scene. I think at the very end or during the credits, we're going to get a uh, Cletus Cassidy scene. Well, okay. Now here's the thing: Cletus Cassidy's in the movie. Oh, is Woody Harrelson is cast? 
to play Cletus Cassidy. That is correct. Yeah, now, I forgot the, about that. Like, it hasn't actually been labeled, like, on IMDb or anything, that Woody Harrelson is Cletus Cassidy. Yeah, and they don't they but, don't do that. There, There's a character in Avengers Infinity War, which we're not going to talk about here again. You'll have to check out our SMP number 41 to <laughs> get that out. Anyways, but, uh, yeah. No, there's a character in there that was not on the card yeah. uh, until the movie came out. Right? Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking yep, about now. Yep, yep, uh, But it's one of those things like, okay, they, they've they talked about it now. Like, there's a cast for it and all that. Mm-hmm. What I think, I think that might happen. Like, it's going to be a lead into. Like, and I feel like either mid or end credits is when we'll actually see, like, the red start to take shape. But what I see us getting during the movie are going to be like other in-suit symbiotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Uh, I mean, and we had that that teaser image that came out forever ago where it was Eddie Brock. It was uh, not Channing Tatum. (laughs) (laughs) No. For some reason, I thought Channing Tatum. But yeah, no, it's Eddie Brock and he's got that list and it's got names of symbiotes on it. Well, and I cannot, I can't think of the actual names. No, not uh, off the top of my head. But, right like, now. not from okay. that, but, like, the symbiote names. I want to say Scream is one of them. There, like there's the, a lot, especially the, now, the yellow, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Well, no, from, like, back before Toxin was even a thing. Yeah, like, but. Like, the yellow, the green, the blue, the, yeah. the pink. Like, you know the ones I'm talking about. Oh, oh, wouldn't it be so cool if. Uh, Cletus's hadn't kicked in yet, or maybe it's kicking in under the the radar. And there's kind of like an Eddie Brock Cletus Cassidy team up thing for a little bit before Carnage totally takes over. I think that would be. Re- I think that would be a pretty interesting dynamic. I don't know. That could be interesting because from from what we have heard and understood from the plot of this is we're looking at a mixture of lethal protector and planet of the symbiotes stories. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Maybe we'll get other like symbiotes because like there's the one scene where when they're talking about how they've been experimenting with human symbiote merging, it's a, it's a chick and I, I feel like the room was pink. Okay. But like it's the probably reason, just the lighting. Well, yeah. yeah. No. But the reason that is significant to me is one of the symbiotes that he fights at, at one of the points is pink and black. Okay. And then like there's the yellow and black one. Uh, yeah. Either way, uh, this looks really cool. Uh, I liked the trailer. I'm actually excited for this, and I was not like wh- during the whole like the news stream that was coming out. Uh, we covered a few of these a few times, but uh, you were yeah, just, I was yeah. like, eh, I don't care. It's <laughs> Sony doing a Venom film. Who gives a fuck? And, <laughs> and now I'm actually kind of jazzed up. Uh, and that whole in association with Marvel thing, that's got me expecting things I probably shouldn't. Well, <laughs> so. Tom Holland is, is rumored to be in the movie rumored, as, as Peter Parker. It's rumored now, that he was on set. Nobody has legit come out and said from, definitely. Like, some of the things that I've read and heard and whatnot is he, there's no Spider-Man in the movie at all. Like, there there is rumors of Peter Parker, but there's no Spider-Man. So, what do you, what do you think that's going to, 
gonna entail? Like, do you think we're gonna see like Venom with like the the spider look on the front? Do you think it's just gonna be solid black, yeah. or are they gonna like nix the whole he goes with Spider Man first and is shunned? No, um, I don't think we're gonna get all that. What I like. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm thinking, like, there's got to be something in there. Like, maybe not so much a showdown, but maybe Eddie Brock is adjacent. Like, after the Venom uh, symbiote has attached to him, maybe he's adjacent to some sort of showdown that uh, Spider-Man's having or something. And then it yeah. just reads from that. And he's like, that looks like the most powerful person I've seen yet. I want to imitate that or even something as simple as a news picture, like wanted Spider Man, like something like that, posted all over like the side of a Ooh, what if bulletin? What if Tom Holland is in an alley throwing away his old costume, the non Tony Stark costume, and as he's leaving, he bumps into Eddie Brock and he's going down that uh, alleyway or something, and Eddie Brock inspects the costume or something. That would be interesting. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe that's a way to go about it. <laughs> I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, well, yeah. Tell us your Venom predictions and thoughts down in the comments below. But we're going to go ahead and move on from that uh, into the news. And uh, the first bit of news I wanted to bring up was uh, apparently they had a plan for the Ash vs. Evil Dead fourth season. And it's kind of a bummer that this didn't happen, especially for those who know about the... Uh, alternate ending for Army of Darkness. Are you aware of this? I think so. Okay. I, well, I have the I have that copy. Yeah. The alternate ending for Army of Darkness was that he takes a serum to go to sleep for a century so he will wake up in his time. But while he's taking it, it's supposed to be limited to six drops, and while he's taking it, he gets distracted after taking the fifth drop. So when he turns back to take the sixth drop, he takes the fifth drop again, not realizing he's already done it, and takes seven drops total. And so he wakes up too far in the future. It's all post-apocalyptic. The world is destroyed. And he's screaming, I slept too long. (laughs) Uh, And apparently this was kind of the... uh, idea because an unnamed source told Bloody Disgusting that if the show had made it to a fourth season it would have been set in that post-apocalyptic future with robots. Ash vs. Evil Dead post-apocalypse with robots. That's what we missed out on. Thanks a lot Pirates. Because that is that is the, the blame here. Like yeah. they have never strayed away from saying, "Like, look at you assholes downloading that's killing us." You know, so yeah. Maybe Metallica was onto something. Um, yeah, something like that. <laughs> then again, they could be a little more forgiving with shit, like like uh, Cobra Kai. But we'll talk about that later, Odal. I know you keep trying to bring it up. It is you the second me. time now. You caught me. I just can't. We're going to talk about it later. You promise? I promise. Okay. That's all, all I right. need it. You're the reason it's been in the show like five times. <laughs> I just, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know what? Uh, but what about Cobra Kai? Well, hold the fuck on. All right, because we got to talk about something that Star Wars can't get enough of, and that's apparently Alden Ehrenreich. I'm... 
Is it Aaron Reich? I call. I've called him Eichenreich. I've called him Mike uh, and Ike. Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. Okay. All right. Alden Aaron Reich has apparently been signed on for three total Star Wars movies. He. Uh, uh, this was a part of his initial signing, though. So let's let's go ahead and point that out. And uh, apparently, they've done this with a lot of their actors, uh, not just in Lucasfilm, but also for Marvel Studios. Kind of a cover all basis thing, maybe, because apparently the characters of Rogue One were also all signed on for three movie deals, and we saw how Rogue One ended. So <laughs> pretty confident we're not getting a sequel. Uh, we might. Well, uh, but yeah, anyways, the actor let this slip in an interview with Esquire recently, mm. and that has me worried, <laughs> because we know we know that Han Solo lives to the end of this film, so there's no Rogue One situation here. We know he uh, Han Solo goes on to do bigger and better things. So we may very well see this guy again, and uh, again, uh, I have Alex? Maybe. Maybe, maybe voice thing. I don't know, but uh, Chewie has flashbacks. Everyone's just going, <laughs> we haven't seen the actual movie yet, so we we are trying to be forgiving. But everything we've seen from the trailers, everyone else is on. We're loving everything, but Mr. Aaron Reich. He's the one. He's the one black sheep in every trailer, in every. Uh, in every news story, mm-hmm. this one included, that has stood out to us as like, no thank you. <laughs> uh, we don't need that. So, uh, if you were to cast Alden Eichenreich, <laughs> or Aaron Reich, sorry, I did it again. Uh, if you were to cast him in another Star Wars project, knowing his current prowess and what we've heard from behind the scenes, and you had to use him one more time, where would you put him? What would you do with him? I'd make him a droid. <laughs> no, he's 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 signed on for three more Han Solo appearances. That's that's his character. Flashbacks. They, they don't fuck with uh, continuity anymore, man. They're flashbacks like, with Chewie. Flashbacks with Chewie. Flashbacks with Chewie. In what movie? In like <laughs> wait, wait, in episode nine, <laughs> you would put Alden Aaron Reich in a flashback in episode nine. <laughs> you know what? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Instead of just reusing footage from like the Han Solo movie yeah. or something like that, it's like they're they're doing something in the Millennium Falcon, and it's exactly the way that something happened with them, like in their early days oh, in the God. Millennium Falcon, and, and like Chewie has a flashback real quick. See, and here's and takes the takes the wheel, like maneuvers through or something. Uh, here, here's the worst thing, and you gotta watch your S's because I'm hearing that spike and you're like fucking crazy. Uh, it's, um, it's all a work in progress, people. <laughs> the more we grow, the more I have to figure out. But uh, anyways, yeah, the the thing about people right now is that we would much rather see like a CG'd in young version of Han Solo of Harrison Ford than have this actor. And that's where we're at right now. So to, to entertain the idea that this guy might show up three more times, it's just two more insane. Times. Two, two more times. Two more times. Right, yes. Two more times. Don't, oh, we, don't put more of a burden <laughs> on us than there has to be. <laughs> yeah, we only have to suffer two more times for that. Luckily, one thing that probably won't be sufferable 
uh, it might actually turn out to be really well given the the fact that Clone Wars was really popular and that Rebels did really well is we got a new Star Wars animated series announced and the series is titled Star Wars Resistance uh, and it's actually going to be done in an anime style this time. And there's going to be a Batman. No. Uh, different company. <laughs> but it is going to take place during the sequel trilogy. So hence the name Resistance. So, uh, apparently this thing is going to feature established characters like Poe Dameron, Captain Phasma, and of course, everyone's favorite, BB-8. You know, if uh, Episode Nine could just let him take the wheel, you know, we might be in good standing because apparently nothing else they can do is working for anyone. Sorry, I had a moment there. <laughs> I love The Last Jedi, god damn it. Anyway, anyways, uh, Oscar Isaac, Gwendolyn Christie, they are going to be reprised in their roles in this, so that's pretty cool. We're getting the characters from the movie and the actors that played their, their, uh, uh them. I was going to say their voices, but that's what they're going to be doing. They have already... <laughs> the actors the are going to be doing the voices for yeah, the sure. characters. Whatever, if you want to make sense. But apparently it's going to be focused on a new character named uh, Kazuda Ziono. I can get that right, but I can't get Aaron... I can't... Uh, but this is a young resistance uh, pilot tasked with the top secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order. Uh, yeah, so, anyways, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, we're gonna be following yet another expert pilot. Or I guess it's a young pilot. We don't know if they're an expert yet. It seems like every time we focus on a pilot, though, they're a badass. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we got Poe and Luke right off the bat. Oh, yeah, and, uh, uh, Anakin. I forgot Anakin's name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I forgot Anakin fucking Skywalker. You forgot one of the most critical characters to the Star Wars. Regardless of whether you know he was portrayed well or not. That was intense. Whoa! I I, I need to leave now. I can't be... There's so much shame in well, this room right now. Just to let you know, we're going to be doing Star Wars Episode One on the next Commoner's Commentary. No, that's actually not it. That's not what we're... We should, though. You know oh. what? No. You know what we do? What? When episode... Once Episode Nine comes out on DVD... We have a marathon. Yes! A marathon commentary yes. of one through what, nine. What, that's two years mm-hmm. away? Something like that. Apparently we're we're planning too far in the future. We don't even know if we can maintain this thing so in two weeks, let alone uh, in two years. But yeah, uh, anyways, that's uh, that's a new show coming from them. And uh, DC's also got a whole lot of new shows coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a ton of news about the upcoming DC streaming service. First up, we got the name of the damn thing. Uh, that that got announced, and apparently this new streaming service is going to be titled DC Universe because that's not confusing. <laughs> the DCU, uh, yeah, it's it's DCU. I mean, they're capitalizing. So they're obviously capitalizing. DCU? Well, they're obviously capitalizing on the MCU moniker type thing, but when you've got the at the comic books. With the DC DC universe up in the corner now, 
You get a little confusing. I, I don't know. But, I mean, this is also supposed to appeal to people who don't read comics uh, and are just interested in the live-action thing. Um, Which is, for the most part, all still good. Yeah, right. But along with that, we also got some new logos for the various shows that are going to be showing up. Mm-hmm. We got the new logo for the DC Universe streaming service there. Uh, we've got this pulled up. Those of you on YouTube will probably be seeing these too, but those of you who are live are going to have to Google it. <laughs> um, we got the DC Titans logo. Only on DC Universe. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I like that it's tinted blue, obviously putting Nightwing a little first and foremost there. Uh, I wonder if he's actually going to become Nightwing in the show. Isn't he Robin? Well, no, they've they've shown the Robin costume, but they've Mm -hmm. said, we have cast our Nightwing. When the dude got cast, it was said, like, this is our Nightwing. I thought they said that this is our Robin. No, I think this is, he's going to be Nightwing on the way. Uh, And it also has the kind of edging (laughs) for that. But yeah, we also got the... That one, I cannot wait for. Now, you've watched. I watched the first season. Never made it to the second. (laughs) Oh, I don't even know why. Oh, uh, I was running a comic book store at the time, and uh, and my my ex wife was leaving me, so so maybe I can take a you pass on that. Had one. you watched Young Justice, it would have made it all better. I would have drank so much less. Exactly. Oh man, all that money wasted. Uh, but yeah, we we've got the uh, title card for Young Justice Outsiders as well. Do you think this is going to include the Outsiders team? Because this is the first time seeing the Outsiders part of the I title. F- I feel like that if it, if it were going to include the Outsiders as a team, uh, because I'm pretty sure Outsiders is a Vertigo thing. No, it was a uh, uh, it was. Maybe it eventually became one, but the Outsiders was initially a team formed by Batman. Like I think it was an eighties, kind of a seventies or eighties book. Yeah, Batman chosen. Kind it was of called team. Bat. It was literally called Batman, Batman and, and the, the Outsiders. Outsiders. Yeah, and it had Katana and uh, I think. Oh might. my god! It had Guy Gardner. Please tell me Guy Gardner's not in the show. <laughs> oh no! Oh oh no! Well, you know what? We haven't gotten any. Uh... Like we haven't really gotten a lantern in Young Justice, so maybe we get like a teenage guy gardener. No, not even de- because he's un- he's insufferable as an adult. How do you think of it? Like angst ridden hormonal fucking guy gardener is gonna come across? Well, I'm break my again, TV in the first watch, week. Watch season two. See the character progression that happens in season two. It doesn't matter. I already liked season one. I was excited enough for this off the back of season one. I don't want Guy Gardner. (laughs) But, okay, regardless of whether Guy Gardner's in there or not. Here's here's how it could be saved. If Guy Gardner is in the show, and I'm sure he isn't, but if Guy Gardner is in the show, (laughs) here's how they could save it for me. They reenact the scene from the comic book where Batman punches him in the face because he's mouthing off. <laughs> I feel like that would be a guarantee if Guy Gardner. I were have him. that book. It's not a money book either. It's not really worth anything. But I intend on having it framed. <laughs> Just get it graded. <laughs> I'm going to get it graded. CGC, it's going to go up on the wall. You can probably find like a high grade copy of that book for like 20 bucks. <laughs> 
why not? Uh, and, little, and, and they they charge by how much the book is worth too. So yeah. like a solid like, forty dollars, and I'm good to go. I was gonna say yeah. at most you're looking at like thirty <laughs> to forty dollars, right? Uh, well, we also got another one here for the Harley Quinn animated show. Okay. I'm digging this. Uh, it's got mm-hmm. kind of an ember thing going on with the background, uh, but more importantly, it's got one of those, like, uh, what is it, like plasma neon, s- neon plasma signs. Uh, yeah. Like your your stereotypical old open sign. Yeah. Like, and uh, we don't know much about this show. Uh, it was don't really know hardly anything about this show. Wasn't yet. it stated that uh, Tara Strong was going to be playing Harley Quinn in this? I think that's about all we know. Yeah. Uh, which, <laughs> good job. <Adam. laughs> which is, uh, is a great decision. Having, oh. having her. Uh, and I still have not shared it to the Sword of My Podcast Instagram, which you guys should go follow right now. But she posted a picture of herself, side by, two side-by-side pictures of her in Batgirl cosplay and Harley Quinn cosplay. And I'm sitting there going, why the fuck have they not cast her in something live action? Margot Robbie is fine. But Tara Strong. Strong. Tara Strong is not only embodies the attitude of the character strictly through voice but does the voice perfect everything we love from the original animated series yeah well well she took the animated series voice and she took it to the appropriate level and she perfected it Uh, uh, that's one of those things it's like she is harley quinn kevin conroy is batman yeah mark hamill is the joker like you have these people that are this character and i've said a, a million times too Mark Hamill, if he were, like, especially now, if he were playing, like, an aged Joker, could totally do it. Oh he has God. the look, for sure. He does. Uh, the only person there who could not play their live-action counterpart <laughs> is Kevin Conroy. But that's yeah. fine, because it does a perfect voice, and that's what I use when I read the comics. Yep. Um, but they also announced a new show that's going to be coming to oh. the DC Universe streaming service, and that is Swamp Thing. Yes! Yeah, Swamp Thing been gaining a lot of uh, a lot of attention in the comic books lately. People have been pretty jazzed up about it, and I love this like semi horror uh, kind of a mist feel that this yeah. title card has to it. It's got the hand reaching up, which I think was a an advertisement thing for the old TV series. I want to say I think so. Not the movie. I want to say it was for the TV series. But yeah, um, we 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 got that. Uh, we I also. Did. We also got a uh, new update for the Titans show. We uh, we got from DC Warner Brothers themselves announcing that Donna Troy is going to be joining the cast of Titans. Good choice. Uh, apparently, she's going to be played by Connor Leslie, uh, who some of you might know from The Blacklist. And uh, if, you know, that's not reason enough to sign on, you know, we've still got Hawk and Dove. We've got Beast Boy. Starfire, which I'm not excited for. You'll find out why if you you listen to SMP number forty. Fuck, I'm a whore on this episode. Really I'm a real are. whore on this episode. Uh, yeah, we also got Beast Boy, Raven, uh, Robin, Nightwing. I'm pretty damn sure. But uh, yeah, it, we're we're getting a full, well-rounded cast. Uh, we haven't heard anything about a villain, though. Who's gonna no. be the villain? Oh, is it is it gonna be? Hive? Is it going to be Deathstroke? Like, what are we doing? I could see it being Hive over Deathstroke. Yeah, probably. Because, I mean, we we have... 
the established Deathstroke now right. in the DC film. But at the same time... And in the DC, like, well, Morlantiverse. Now, you, you gotta take that DC film with a grain of salt, because you never know what's coming. <laughs> they can drop true. that right away. But we we do have Manu Bennett as Deathstroke, Slade yeah. Wilson, and Arrow, and all right. that. And unlike when now, they did Deadshot for the... Suicide Squad movie, they didn't make them kill off Deathstroke. And oh, they no. weren't like, look, we're going to use him in the movies. You can't use him anymore. Uh, because he's shown up since Justice League, I think yeah. in like one or two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that they might allow him in this. Because, and, and this this is the real reason to do that, Terra. The only yeah. great way to do Terra, the only awesome way to do Terra, is to do a Judas contract type story. That's line. what I was literally about to say. Ooh. This first <laughs> season could be like slightly before, during, and after yeah. the Judas contract. What if this is the Ravenger section of that? What if, what if this oh. is them up? What if the Ravenger is going to be their villain for this and that's who they're up against? That would be a great idea. Yeah. That's the way you do this first season. And then second season is Judas Contract. And then third season we're bringing Hive. Or, well, no. how Combine Hive into the second season. Have Deathstroke mm-hmm. working with Hive. There you go. There you go. We just... We just Why don't we out. work for DC? Why are we not making these things? We've already come up with at least one. We came up with three ideas for Venom. And I think one of them was actually good. <laughs> but we got this now on the slate. Man. They're missing out. Uh, guys, if, if any of our California. if any of our loyal listeners, the illustrious ten, uh, you sort of mites out there, you know anyone working for these companies, send them this way, Ooh. so they can steal our ideas. We need it. <laughs> this is all copyrighted. This copyrighted. is our original ideas right now. Our last story here before I think we go into phone booth news is going to be a celebration of Lois Lane's 80th anniversary. With all the hype from Action Comics number 1000, we've kind of skipped over another character who everyone knows that made her debut in Action Comics number 1, 1938, who is celebrating an 80th now, and that, again, is Lois Lane. So I wanted to show her a little love, talk about where she came from, how Joel and uh, Jerry came up with this character, and uh, maybe maybe we talk about uh, some of our favorite iterations of the character, live action over the years, uh, or maybe animated, whatever. <laughs> but uh, when we think of Lois Lane, we think of a tenacious, outspoken character, uh, a woman dedicated to gr- a greater calling. That characterization is owed to two major inspirations. Her fast-talking sass comes from the film character Torchy Blaine, the, the lady bloodhound with a nose for news, uh, who starred in a number of black-and-white serials back in the day. Uh, the other influence came from a real-life pioneering journalist, Nellie Bly. Uh, Bly started writing for the Pittsburgh Dispatch in 1885, a job that would see her go on to have some pretty wild adventures, from traveling the world in a record 72 days, to going undercover as a sweatshop worker, and later a mental patient on Blackwell Island to expose institutional abuse. Uh, her investigative work 
was considered groundbreaking territory from a, for a reporter of either gender. I think I've actually heard about that sort of her going into the mental institution. Yeah, and that and was like I, one of the. I most think Blackwell was one of the inspirations for uh, Blackgate yeah. in the DC universe too. Was Lois Lane created as Superman's dam- damsel in distress? Of course. Yeah, it was a product of the time, but right from the start, her passion for uncovering the truth pulled at a thread of this stereotype until unraveling it completely. Lois has always been a character who demands purpose beyond uh, being a plot device, whether that's winning her uh, prized Pulitzer or protecting her superpowered son. And we have never really seen her break mold from that. There are once or twice maybe she's gotten superpowers, but otherwise this character, unlike Superman, unlike Jimmy Olsen, unlike all the other supporting Superman cast, has never been reinvented because Lois Lane works. Whether it's the 30s or 2018, she works. Thought it'd be fun for us to discuss uh, the best interpretation of the character I just laid out there. Um... From the shows and the the movies and everything. Honestly, a lot of my exposure to Lois Lane comes primarily from the animated series. Really? Uh, I actually, I remember her more from the animated series than I do from comics, Smallville. That made way more noise than I thought it would. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to give you a pause. Yep. Here we go. I am drinking sparkling alcoholic black cherry water. (laughs) Now that Vinny has been officially labeled a little bitch. Or I was going to go with douchebag, but all right, fuck you. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, a a lot of my memories of Lois Lane come straight from the animated series. That's the look. Like, that's what I see when I think of Lois Lane. Like, I really? don't think of any of the live-action interpretations other than, like, here recently yeah. with the newer movies. Obviously, you know, can see her and all that. But when I think of Lois Amy Lane... Amy Adams. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you know names. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is not a good pronounce. evidence of this. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, what? whether it was in the Superman animated series... Her her pop ups on Batman animated series, any of that like that's the look and what comes to mind when I think of Lois Lane. Okay, for me, like I mean, okay, there there have been so many good ones. Uh, Margot Kidder being one of the the prominent ones, a lot of people think of. But uh, for me, honestly, the animated series doesn't bring that up. For some reason, I never think of the animated series. Even though <laughs> the reason I started reading Superman, my the first comic I ever picked up was a Superman book, was because I was watching the animated series. <laughs> Still, <laughs> the the one that comes to mind for me is uh, is Smallville's Lois Lane. See, now there there's where like. My problem comes in is the fact that I've not watched Smallville never up watched to Smallville. the point of Lois Lane coming yeah. into play. And, and for some reason, I am uh, drawing a blank on her name right now. God damn it. And it's the voice I use when, when I read I the comics. This is the voice. On names. <laughs> for some reason, and this, again, this is the voice I use when I'm reading the comics is I envision, and she's on Supergirl right now, too. She's playing uh, Laura. 
or not Laura because that's Superman's mom, but she's playing uh, Supergirl's mom. They oh. recast for her. Yes. Yeah. I wanted yep. to say Kobe Smulders, but that's Maria Hill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you know what? That's how I'm going to start using it as my mental image for Lois Lane. Yep. Anyways, Kobe uh, <laughs> Smulders. No, anyways, not yeah. Maria Hill version. Well, anyways, Lois Lane from the Smallville show, she was like that next level for that character. Like, she brought Lois Lane into a new age of uh, women empowerment and stuff. And this was one of the first times I think you really saw Lois Lane get into fistfights. Like, she was just like classic Lois, putting herself in situations she shouldn't be in for, you know, truth and uh, making Justice sure she. The American one. No, because that's Superman's. <laughs> just. But. She could also throw a fucking bitching roundhouse kick at the same time. You saw her get bloody, and you saw her get knocked down, drag outs. And I thought that was just so awesome. I was, I was like, that oh, holy shit. Not only is this Lois Lane gorgeous and uh, impressionable and just a, a really intelligent woman, but she could also kick some ass. And apparently I have a thing for that. And that's why I started watching wrestling again, because Ronda Rousey started... <laughs> You know, so what are you doing? <laughs> we we had some more comments. Oh, oh did, have we gotten some comments about my weird fish? Uh, <laughs> so, like, all right, tell us more. Well, one of one of them is me. Okay, uh, uh, one is Ashley, and one is Webb. Okay, whoa, Jimmy Webb is joining us. Awesome, welcome, man. Good, uh, good of you to join us. But yeah, anyways, that that is who I think of when I think of Lois Lane. That is the voice I use when I'm reading the comic books. Uh, I think a close second would probably be Margot Kidder, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. You want to share anything else? Honestly, like, as far as comic exposure to Lois Lane goes, mine is so minimal. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like I've read, okay, the most exposure I've had to comic book Lois Lane has been Action 1000 oh and the God. Earth 1 books. Read the Tomasi run, you son of a bitch. Of Superman or Super Sons? Of Superman and Super Sons, and then read then what? read Action Comics. Even though I think he's only been involved in like one issue of that, well, which I'm, is Action I'm 1000. I'm waiting for the Super Sons omnibus to come out this fall. Uh, we'll get it. You and your fucking up. You know that's not how it's going to work out. You're going to get it, and it's going to sit on a pile in front of all the other ones you haven't read yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know me so well. I know you because I've organized this room, which you have destroyed again. Uh, Speaking of destroying things, how about I absolutely decimate this script I wrote for Phone Booth News, uh, which is the fun segment that we do on this show because, unfortunately, there's a ton of news that comes out and we can't talk all day about everything that happens. So we, we created this little segment. It's time for the news. That's right, everyone. It's time for Phone Booth News, where we give you the news faster than Deadpool can save the day, which gives us roughly three minutes and 45 seconds. Odal is going to be on the timer here. I'm going to be reading off of a pre-written script now, that I have done. Fortunately for you, this week, you don't have any distractions. This is true. Nobody's going to be uh, humping my shoulder and potentially throwing things at me and bumping the microphones, which is so much fun for me when I'm editing. Uh <laughs> Yeah. And go. 
Oh, holy shit. In video game news, Capcom is teaming with IM8Bit to produce NES and SNES cartridges for Mega Man 2 and Mega Man X to celebrate their 30th anniversary. Both games will be limited to 8,500 copies each. Announced on the PlayStation blog, the second of three pre-order bonus suits for the upcoming Spider-Man game will be the Avengers Infinity War Iron Man suit, or Iron Spider suit. (laughs) In comics news, DC Comics announced they'll be releasing a deluxe edition hardcover of Action Comics number 1000 available September 26th. Doomsday Clock issues 5 and 6 have been pushed back a month each, with number 5 coming out June 20th and number 6 coming out August 29th. WWE fans may want to hit the comic racks in October to pick up an original graphic novel charting The Undertaker's 25-year wrestling career from writer Chad Dundas and artist Rodrigo Lorenzo. I love that name. In TV news, Netflix is developing a Fast and Furious animated series that will follow Dom's cousin, Tony Toretto. And Nickelodeon announced it's reviving Double Dare this summer with 40 brand new episodes. In movie news, Kevin Feige told The Wrap that early talks have started about a potential Eternals film from Marvel Studios based on the 70s series from Jack Kirby. Patty Jenkins also confirmed the rumor that from last year that Wonder Woman 2 will take place in the 80s. The CEO, the CEO of Paramount revealed that CinemaCon, at CinemaCon, <laughs> that two more Star Trek films are in development, and a few days later, it was announced that the fourth in the new franchise would be directly would be directed by S.J. Clarkson, who worked on Jessica Jones, The Defenders, and Orange is the New Black. All right. Also announced at CinemaCon was Sony Pictures' Jumanji 3, slated for December 2019, with chairman Tom Rothman stating, I bet on seeing Dwayne Johnson in theaters again in December 2019. Don't rush to giving all those screens to Star Wars. Come on, fair is fair. And the live-action Dora the Explorer film has found its lead in Transformers The Last Night's star, Isabella Moner. So much win in that statement. In other news, the new book from George R. R. Martin is coming November 20th, but it's not Winds of Winter. The first book, first of two books will be titled Fire and Blood and will follow House Targaryen's reign in Westeros. Hasbro has acquired Power Rangers and several other properties from Saban this week for $522 million. Hasbro CEO Brian Goldman said, Shortly after entering into our licensing agreement, it became clear that now, uh, that now was the time to begin investing in unlocking Power Rangers' full potential. We see significant opportunity for Power Rangers across our entire brand blueprint, including toys and games, consumer products, digital gaming, and entertainment. Finally, despite what your Pokedex says, Pikachu is apparently not a mouse, according to Atsuko Nishida, who worked on the original games. Pikachu was inspired by his obsession with squirrels at the time, and that is the news. Four minutes, 47 seconds. Really? No, three minutes, 19 seconds. Yes! I thought it was much lower. (laughs) Yeah, I did it. Um... See what see what non distractions and still fucking up like eight times does for us. Uh, but yeah, that guys, that was the phone booth news, which is uh, actually going to lead us into the more somber segment of the show, our fallen heroes segment. Every now and then, a legend is brought into this world, but before they can become that legend, they have to pass through this mortal coil and become fallen heroes. Uh, which brings us to our one and only fallen hero this episode. 
Bruno San Martino, who was born October 6, 1935, in central Italy, in the town of Pisferrado. Uh, I don't know if I said that right, especially because I tried to put an accent on it, and I'm sorry. Pisferrato. Pisferrato. Uh, the youngest of seven children, four of which would not survive childhood, Bruno suffered starvation, sickness, and due to Nazi occupation in his hometown, uh, complete with regular bombings, and hiding in the mountains of Abruzzo for 14 months, all at a very young age. Uh, after immigrating to America, he would endure rampant bullying and beatings for his sickly 90-pound stature and ethnicity, until he discovered weightlifting. By the time he graduated high school in 1953, he was 225 pounds and would go on to be a record-breaking weightlifter before moving on to the world of wrestling, where he would have two runs as the world heavyweight champion for a total of 11 years between the 60s and 70s, something unheard of today when people pass the, be the belt around month to month. Uh, this legendary trailblazer and WWE Hall of Famer sadly passed last month at the age of 82. Um, now, if you want to hear more about this guy's really interesting life and journey to America and uh, rising through the ranks of wrestling and getting the belt and everything else, uh, there is a great Talk is Jericho interview for those listening on SoundCloud or watching on YouTube. That is down in the description below. But yeah, this guy is a legendary name in, in wrestling. You, you talk to any of the people who younger audiences now consider legends like Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, uh, the rock, they are all going to point you in the direction of him who was just insanely great, but going ahead and changing the mood a bit from that sad news, we are going to go into what would be our comic book section, but uh, with one of us being out of town for work, the other one uh, not being able to show up and, and not being prepared for it at all, uh, one of us only reading two issues, and the other one having read the whole thing years ago. Mm, like a year, two, maybe two years ago. So, but still I'm not. still right. Years, but still not having time to uh, actually get refreshed on it. We instead decided to do a review of a show that we've talked about a lot on this, uh, and that is Cobra Kai, the sequel to the uh, Karate Kid series. Uh, so far, really only one and two from what I've seen. Uh, I've I've watched the entire series already. <laughs> um, Oh, I, however, have only seen the first. You've only episode. seen the first episode. You really should watch that second one. You, yeah, I'm going to. Uh, you, you really should. Like I, it was only until that last trailer for the show came out that I was actually like on board. Like, right. every time you would put it on the show, like, the first time you put it on the show, I was like, You guys okay. were fighting me on that last trailer, too. Yeah. I, I put it in the show topics when it got announced. I put the first teaser in the show as a topic with that uh, guy. Anytime up. something happened regarding Cobra Kai, it was excited, in the show. man. I was very and, excited. And you were the only one that was actually excited right off the bat. Yeah. It took that last trailer to get us all on board. Yep. And, and I can honestly say, just from this first episode, I am so into it. Uh, now, 
First thing I want to do, I want us to do uh, non-spoilers because this is a show. We're not talking about a comic book from 1991 like we usually do. So we we do need to be a little leery of that. But is there is there really like that much in episode in the first episode that we can spoil for people? <laughs> as far as I'm thinking really. of, no. And there's ten episodes. So you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> We're just going to talk about this episode. Yeah. Um, because I, I will keep my knowledge of spoilers from the future down low. Uh, maybe allude to some fun things. But uh, you don't really have to worry about spoilers here. And uh, the first episode is free on YouTube. So when you're done with this, head over and check that out. It's like um, 27 minutes. Yeah. But this first episode is a great setup for... Any like a great setup in general. If you were talking about anything, just the the points it hits, the way it doles it out. We're we're following Johnny in this yeah. first episode. Uh, we see Danny, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Larusso, a few times throughout it. Um, I think maybe twice. It, the uh, car. Uh, we see him in the car dealership. We, we see the car dealership, and like there's a commercial. Yeah, that's right. We see the commercial. This is really setting up Johnny, and this is really setting up the why of him getting this uh, Cobra Kai Dojo reopened. If you didn't know, that was the structure of the show, is that Johnny Lawrence... That's been been revealed in the trailers. Johnny Lawrence is down on his luck. Well, for those who haven't seen the trailer, whatever. Johnny Lawrence down on his luck. He reopens the Cobra Kai Dojo to try and turn some... uh, things around maybe gain some self-importance again um well and, and i think one of the one of the points you're missing a reason why he opened it like having just watched the first episode today you know you've breezed through all 10 of no them. i watched them i watched the first two again today <laughs> it, it's it's kind of like there was kind of a back and forth between him and so and the comment was made. It's a good thing. It's a good thing Cobra Kai is gone. Yeah, but I that's, think we can all agree. That on wasn't that. the driving force. And, and uh, I th- let's. I feel like that was the last straw. Yeah. For him. Mm, no, because it's like halfway through the episode. <laughs> no, like, that's the end. <laughs> let's. No. Well. Okay. All right. Of you're jump one. You're jumping around. You're talking about the middle of the episode where Daniel LaRusso tells him that it's a good thing the Cobra Kai dojo ended, and then jumping to the end of the episode when he that finally is opens the it. end. No, because all of that happens. It's 27 minutes. 27 minutes, I know. But okay, alright. God damn it. This is a, what happens between that? This is a great review, so. Uh, a lot. We're just going to argue about the episode. A lot happens in between then. Uh, anyways, here here's what happens. And. Uh, okay, God. Now you've got me all over the place. Alright, so, so we started the show. Uh, Johnny is working these various odd jobs, and he ends up getting fired. Uh, from Alfano off to one of the people who hired him and stuff. Uh, but right from the get-go, I think from the first shot we see, things aren't going great because he was waking up in his bed with Doritos and the obvious sponsor of this series, Coors Light, in his bed. <laughs> and it seems, rough, it seems rough and shit and he's having a particularly bad night after his stepfather. And that's another great thing about the show. All throughout, we, we learn more about Johnny Lawrence's background because before he was just the bull. We didn't well, know anything about him, and that's the that's one of the other things that I love is the way like the episode starts out as the last fight scene 
from yeah, yeah. Karate Kid. Yeah, they they show that that final fight from the All Valley Under Eighteen tournament yeah. back in nineteen eighty five, eighty six. Something 85 like or 86, something like that. In the 80s. Yeah, in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> the entire cool decade. <laughs> Everything decade. cool happened in the 80s. Every That tournament took an entire decade. <laughs> really that weird. last kick was three years long. They just sped it up. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, so he, he gets a visit from a stepfather who's trying to get out of Johnny's life because he promised he'd take care of Johnny after his mother died. And so he hands him a check, Johnny tears it up, blah, blah, blah. He's having a bad day. And so he gets real drunk, and he ends up outside of the All Valley Arena, uh, where the tournament took place, and his car gets hit. And this is why he ends up at Daniel LaRusso's auto dealership, which he's started over the years in between the events of the film and now. And... He doesn't want it to be there. He's going there to pick it up, to to have it move to a different auto place. And he's trying to make it get away because they're taking too long. He's like, you know, I'll come pick it up tomorrow. And so he's getting out of there before before he can get out, Danny sees him. And they have this little back and forth. And this first episode, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate more on this later, but this first episode. Sets up Danny as an asshole, much like the oh, trailers. Did. Oh, big time! Yeah, like, that was the the only vibe I got from him. Is he's just a dick, and, and much much was the way of the trailers as well. But and okay, I'll elaborate on this now. Uh, this <laughs> show does such an awesome job at uh, leaving no stone unturned, developing and changing almost every character in it, especially Johnny. Like like I said, we get to learn more about his background. We see the way he interacts with these kids uh, because as the show goes on, you can see he's trying to train them the way he's been trained, but they also hammer in the way he was treated at the end. At the, at the very, at, during yeah. that scene where he's at the All Valley Arena, he's remembering the events from the beginning of Karate Kid 2 when he's getting choked out by his master, mm-hmm. uh, by his sensei. And so he's trying to avoid being that guy, but at the same time, he only knows this one way of teaching because it's the only way he was taught. So you're, you're seeing some conflict in him. You see Daniel LaRusso and the way he has to deal with his family because one of his kids is a little shithead who's obsessed with technology and doesn't want to do anything or get out, and he's a He's a total dick. I hate this kid. And then his daughter, who's actually kind of a normal teenager, and she's, like, fighting with, oh, do I want to be friends with these people I used to be friends with, or do I want to be one of the popular kids? And that takes a whole roller coaster. Uh, the kids have character development and everything. So as this show Thanks goes on... spoilers. Okay, none of that is spoilers. That's just... Telling character development. <laughs> Expect to get emotionally invested, I guess, is the spoiler here. <laughs> but anyways, no. Um, so, yeah, it, it does a good job of, of portraying all the changes in in this show. And none more than in Johnny and Danny. Because Danny is not an asshole throughout the rest of this show. And you'll see that a lot in episode two. Uh, because I feel like episode two focuses a little more on Danny. Episode one and two focus on building who these characters are so we can get into the rest of the show. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, Johnny's car gets hit. We're at the auto dealership. Danny's a dick. And uh, later on, we we see Johnny continuing his shitty day. 
Danny fixing his car for free or something. No, that that must be in the second episode because in that same scene is when Danny's like, you know what, we'll fix it on the house. My guys need the practice. I'll work on something like this old. All this and that, like that's all in that same scene in the car. Yeah, but doesn't uh, doesn't Johnny kick those kids' ass at the mini mart in the first episode? Yeah, but that's like early on in the episode. Okay, I thought it was after that scene. That's early, and that's like (laughs) ten minutes in. Okay, so wait, what what happens after the Uh, okay? uh, He's at the mini mart after he gets fired because he picks out the slice of pizza. Oh, no, no, that's fine. We see that Johnny like, still remembers some of his karate training. Although, although, I love the fact that he did that first kick. He's like, oh. He gets that first kick in, and he's like, oh, God. Like, it's and all, then even after the fight, he's winded. He's yeah. like, he's not, like, you, you see him stumble a little bit, and he's a little winded. So it's obviously he's not, because that scene, if you just saw that scene by itself, you'd be like, well, why the fuck is he still this badass and stuff? But no, it's kind of autopilot. Yeah. And he does get his ass kicked a little bit in that scene. Yeah. He, they get some hits in on him oh, and shit. Oh, big time. But, uh, yeah, so it, it, that is one of those things. But what happens after the dealership? After the dealership scene, he, uh, the, one of the last things said is, I think we can both agree it's a good thing Cobra Kai doesn't exist anymore, something like that. Is that really, does he it really He goes happen? home, dumps his trash out, and finds the pieces of that check, goes, like, and it starts I like really this I really feel this like this there was something piece. in between no. there. No. no, no, no. That's, oh my god, okay, yeah, we're, we're skipping over the, the part where he sees the commercial, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like he he's drinking. At That's home. what gets him he's to go the to the Owl Valley thing. Yeah, yeah. Because he goes he's, for a drunken drive. Yeah. Oh, and I love that scene where he's watching the commercial too, and he's sitting there, he's watching this old movie, and I don't know what this movie is. Maybe you can correct us, tell us down in the the description or down in the comments if you've seen the episode already. What is that movie? But uh, he's watching this old movie, and there's this big inspirational speech about how yeah. you know uh what is it like you you'll fall but you you gotta persevere through that or no you were born with it you were born with a gift yeah and, and you it's your responsibility to use it and stuff like that yeah. and then as he's like getting on the edge of his seat he's he's get cracking the smile and you can he's kind of welling up a little bit he isn't crying but he's like getting emotional and then boom it switches to commercial and it's a LaRusso auto sales fucking commercial he's like bonsai and, and his yeah his like God. Shit, like, god damn. That, I'm oh, sorry, that was like the cheesiest fucking thing ever. Like, here we are, what, <laughs> over 30 years later, and Danny LaRusso is still, like, leeching off of those those early... Well, no, and, and this is that character development, because throughout the show, you, you come to find out he's never given up on those values. He's always held that stuff in high regard um well, even having just... a even having a business before this uh, won't spoil for you but he had a business before this that speaks very true to that and uh yeah but it was just like but in this first episode it is like oh god this fucking asshole like what what are you doing just like, like punching the prices yeah. and he's like yeah, starting like... at he sees this price down below he's like nah. that's not gonna do <laughs> punches the price and it turns into a different it's so bad it's so cheesy 
And the whole time, while this commercial is going, he's trying Johnny's to trying to change the tape. He ends up breaking the thing, and that's why he goes and for the And he dry- chucks a beer at the TV. And no, he chucks the, a bottle of liquor, which he was just pouring into a oh, can of RC yeah. Cola. <laughs> uh, he which, chucks that and breaks you know, the TV. And here, here's my thing about this, is he live, he's still living in the 80s. Have you yeah. noticed that he is? Yeah, um, like, and, and that is a, that is one steady thing throughout because he doesn't even know what Facebook is later on. Well, when I say that though, it's like he in his home. It's like he's this middle aged guy in the eighties. Yeah, like the and lucky for him, the Coors cans. Have gone back to their classic appearance. <laughs> yeah, right. So it looks oh like my God, he should have gotten literally cor- in the eighties. We should have gotten those cores cans. Uh, <laughs> we passed up that opportunity. I mean, you and your aluminum. Uh, anyways, but, but yeah, no. And, and from the, the movie, because he's watching television twice in this first episode, and both times it's like shit from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, and, and like. His music choice, yeah, his and, oh, and oh, the, the soundtrack the, in this yeah, just from the say, first episode is great. The there is one thing I want to point out, super trivial, but it just it hurt me. <laughs> okay, when when he's first driving, he stops at a red light, right? Right. Now, did you notice the light for the other direction that was beside him? No, it no, was no, no. red. So he stopped at a green light. Maybe that's just whether it's uh, hindsight. Well, or, no, maybe maybe that's just one of those uh, editing mis- like they didn't. No, because catch that. when he t- when he goes to to turn, like he he goes through the light or whatever. After he stops for a minute, he <laughs> no, turns or whatever. Right. The that's light, right. like the, he, you can see out his window, which is clearly the light for the. Like intersection traffic, it's red through and through. Yeah. So he has a green light the whole time. He just stops to reminisce for a second, and then keeps going. Well, no, he's uh, he's looking at that billboard. The yeah. Russo. Oh billboard. yeah, he, yeah. He stops he's, and looks like, at the oh, billboard. God, not another one. But it's like he stops at a red light and, and Danny's leg is kicked yeah. out. It's we kicked the competition. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so bad. I love how but, cheesy his, but his just advertising is. For no reason at all, that red, the fact that like it shows he stopped at a green light irked me. <laughs> but like, that that's my only issue with that with that first episode. Okay. Like I, I can guarantee you it was some kind of oversight or, or something that they just didn't pay attention to. <laughs> like when editing or whatever know, it may yeah. be, because obviously you know they close off the streets for this kind of stuff. Only like actual scheduled, like vehicles that are supposed to be there are going to be there. Okay. Well, all right. Now it's a show on YouTube, right? <laughs> Come on. So let's be a little. If a if a traffic light is the worst thing about the show, <laughs> then it's doing. Then all it's right. doing all right. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to point out from that drunken drive is the uh, the flashback sequence from yes. like because it starts out like he's he's thinking back to how cool it was hanging out with his friends and dirt biking, and then he thinks about Ali. Yeah, I can remember Ali's name, but I can't remember my favorite. <laughs> Uh, Lois Lane's name, the actress's name. Anyways, uh, he's thinking about Allie and he's smiling and shit. And then he, and then thinks, he thinks Danny like steals her away. Yeah, he's thinking basically. about Danny showing her the the soccer moves and shit. And then 
before you know it, like he's like hitting himself when he thinks about the kick. Yeah, and shit. Like, uh, punching yeah. the steering wheels. Like he he's real happy at the start of the movie, yeah. and then he just starts getting pissed. And it's and this. More pissed. It's a movie from the first. It's a song from the first movie. Too, yeah, it's playing this whole like, uh, day breaks. And hours, yeah. it seems. So I'll be thinking of you. I don't know the name of the song or who sings it, but I, I love the song. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Yeah, you have to look it, up the yeah, song. Yeah, again, throw it down in the comments below. Anyways, uh, yeah, so he's doing the, this whole, like, reminiscence montage. Yeah. Again, living in the 80s. Obviously, this guy never got over it. The, like, his no. whole world apparently crumbled. And, again, we get so much character development throughout this whole show. You know that that's not the only thing that's wrong with this guy. There's right. been previous trauma <laughs> and shit uh, that led to a, a very unstable adult life. So, uh, to say yeah. the least. Uh, I mean, the kid, ha- uh, the guy has a son. We we find out a lot about that relationship so, moving you, forward. You find that out in the first episode. Well, you find out that he has that, but you don't find out about the relationship. You learn a lot right, more about right. the relationship in episode three. I want to say, and, and how that all works out. And uh, yeah, it, it's just it's very good. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's the um, you are right because he he gets that news. About, like, we're all better off without Cobra Kai, and that's what spurs him to go back to the kid who was who was getting his ass kicked and at the mini mart. And then he jumped in when they before hit he his jumped car. In. Yeah. Um, and was asking him to teach him karate and shit, and he's like, no, fuck you, go away. Maybe if you were less annoying, you wouldn't get picked on. Yeah, right? <laughs> so that's a great line. Um, but then, yeah, he goes right back to that kid, and he's like, look. This is how it's going to be. When we go down this road, there's no quitting. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he gives them this whole speech. Are you ready? And then we get a montage. Of course, gotta have a montage. It's a a show based off of an 80s movie. Uh, And uh, we get a montage of him setting up the... The dojo and like, everything. He, he, cool. he pays the, the lease for the building. He goes in and starts getting it set up. He he puts the their phrase on the wall. Right. He, he strike pulls out her, his, strike hard, no mercy. He pulls out his own headband. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's real cool. Really yeah. great show. Uh, as someone who's seen every episode, I can tell you, go ahead and check it out. You're going to enjoy it. Um I would say sit down and watch this one because I watch a lot of things in the background, mm-hmm. uh, looking over for important events and shit. But this one, I just sat down. I watched, literally watched every single episode, uh, and and I really enjoyed it. I, I cannot suggest checking this out further. Uh, after one episode, where are you at with it? Like I'm your excitement for the rest of board. it? Like I can't wait to actually sit down and watch the rest of it. Right. I'm actually going to try to watch at least episode two tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, if not more, uh, I may try the 30 day YouTube bread trial. Yeah, uh, I signed I up. May I signed steal up your for information. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I saw this show got me to sign up for YouTube Red, and I couldn't have gave a fuck less about YouTube Red before this. But yeah, it uh, it it was pretty great, and. Uh, so I, I would say, yeah, go that, go that Absolutely. route. Uh, but I was I was looking at the comments here, and I noticed, um, what did James Webb say here? Can we just talk about why Venom has Spider-Man-like abilities without ever coming in contact uh, with the Webhead? Jumanji 3 shouldn't happen. Okay. Uh, Webb, I don't know if you're still here or not, but uh, one, 
Did you see Jumanji 2? Because that was actually a pretty fun movie. See, I, I haven't had a chance to see it. I enjoyed it a whole lot. I took uh, my mom to see it for her birthday because she, she wanted to see one of two movies. And she showed up late so we couldn't see Black Panther. So her second choice is what we went and saw. Uh, in fact, little Easter egg in the back of the Black Panther review is uh, is a little review about Jumanji too. Yeah, <laughs> snuck in an after credits scene uh, on our Black Panther review, but yeah, uh, it was pretty fun. So I'm kind of on board for Jumanji three. I'm all right with it. I'll have uh, to see it before I can make a judgment. Yeah, I, I'm. I will probably go to the theater to watch it too. I, I enjoyed the first one that much. It was stupid, but. It was a passable, stupid, um, some jokes didn't land for me as well, but I had a lot of fun with the characters, uh, because you have these various kids, as seen in the trailer, um, nerdy kid, jog, popular girl, yeah, outcast girl, and they're in opposite roles, you know, the nerdy kid is, like, the rock, (laughs) And the popular girl is Jack Black, and yeah. the, the jock is the short and stocky Kevin Hart. And the but outcast has in fact girl not yeah. seen Jumanji two yet. Oh, you have not. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, you got to see it, man. You got to you got to check out. And this is for anyone watching or listening. Check things out before you have a comment. <laughs> it's, well. B- before passing well, not, judgment on yeah, the future. Not before you have a comment about it, but before you, like, over... Uh, before you blanket an entire franchise. Like, you know, you cannot base the laurels of an entire film off of a trailer, which is why we're trying to be forgiving for Venom and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what we get there. But I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about? Nothing that I can think of. All right. Well, uh, guys, like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. Uh, If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit that bell down below for the notifications and everything. That is, uh, YouTube is all screwed up right now, so that's the only way you're going to get updates on our newest videos. Uh, Comment your thoughts on any of today's stories down below. And please, again, share this episode on social media or any episodes that you enjoy. We need money. But we also need exposure. And we're working on the money. You guys are the exposures. (laughs) Expose us to your friends. Tell you guys what. We'll take the money. You guys work on the exposure. Break. That's going to do it for me, Vincent Herman. Vin the Human. James Odell. Alpha Spectre. And cue that spider-like outro music. Jokes on you, that's X-Men. That is X-Men, god damn it! I've betrayed us all!